We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Greg Olson, here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual-threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. Blue Wire. NBA most valuable player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis trailing the lob. Hello and welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and proudly longtime Chris Middleton supporters. My name is Ty Windish. I am here as always with the undefeatable Rohan Kadi. Not sure that's even a word. And for the first time in, I think, more than a week, we are here following a Milwaukee Bucks win. The Bucks took down the Heat 118-115 in overtime. We're going to cover this win in detail, but first, we're going to cover the Bucks' loss from the night. Giannis Antetokounmpo goes out about through about 11 minutes of his own playing time with an ankle injury. It seems like he aggravated the sprained ankle from before, so let's start with that. But Rohan, I guess, I guess split question. First, how's it going after this adrenaline-pounding win? But then also... I mean, we also have to react to the Giannis thing. So I guess you get two how's it going answers in this pod. Okay, so I'm going to start with the good. I'm doing fantastic because as you all remember from last episode, uh, we, Ty and I, we put a little bet 
on this oh, game. We're opening with this, huh? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course we are, Ty. I got to gloat the entire podcast. Uh, so we, we put a little bet that said that if the Bucks win this game, uh, game four, that Ty has to do a bud face, uh, what, what's the word, imitation? Yeah. And if they lost, uh, I would have to do it and post on Twitter. Uh, well, the Bucks won as you opened with, so I think that I think that means you have to do a bud face imitation tie. It does. It does indeed. My day off tomorrow will be partially spent doing a bud face, which, you know what? Honestly, after being such a grump and just going, you know what? Let's just let's just get it over with. If they're gonna play like this, the damn Bucks won me back over today, and mostly Chris Middleton, but. I will do the bud face. I'm not. I'm not backing out. It's, that's a cowardly thing to do. No Ben Simmons is on this podcast. But let's talk about Giannis. Um, yes. It's looked like another ankle sprain. Apparently, what we're hearing from Bud post game is there was no thought to put him back in this game. They'll see about game five. Personally, I don't think he's going to be ready to play game five. It looked like a pretty severe ankle sprain, if that's what it is. And and sprain is such an umbrella term. It can be a lot more than your, you know, run-of-the-mill garden variety ankle sprain. I'd be surprised to see him. I was unsure if he should have played this game. Um, it came down to the wire, and he did end up playing and then does end up aggravating that ankle. It can be a serious injury. I mean, Stephen A. Smith at the halftime show talked about Grant Hill tried to play through an ankle sprain against the same team, the Miami Heat, in the playoffs, and it really ended up derailing his career. Obviously, that's the extreme worst-case scenario there's no telling, you know, how Giannis' body will react. He is literally a Greek freak. Who knows? Maybe he will be ready to go game five. I wouldn't feel great about that, but that that was tough to watch. It was it was extremely tough to watch. First, it's just on a human level seeing someone in that much pain because he was yeah. he was in so much pain, and it's just it it's it's insane because you know obviously he's the Bucks' best player. He's the heart and soul of this team, and just to see him go down after he was he was dominating. Yeah, it was the rest of the the game. The story was how well the Bucks rebounded from losing him. The first, you know, quarter and change, the story was how bad the Bucks looked around him. I mean, Giannis in 11 and a half minutes scores 19 points, grabs four rebounds. He probably should have dished like four assists, but Milwaukee started out, I think, 0 for 6, ice cold from deep. But Giannis was not shooting 8 for 10 from the field and 1 of 1 from 3, and he was... He was talking some rubbish to Miami after making that 1-3. And I will say, I mean, we both were low on how the Bucks would look in this game, even though obviously you thought they would win. I think we both joked about, you know, how their, their professionalism and all that after the collapse in Game 3. They looked like professionals. I mean, early they just didn't look good, but there was fight. They, they didn't let go of the rope. And then, you know, I thought they'd, they'd see a brief bump right after Giannis goes down and then not be able to take it the distance. But they did, and I think there were a lot of adjustments made tactically, but just strictly heart-wise, it was good to see this team fight through the most possible adversity. It was not good to see them take this long to do it, but it was good to see that from this team. It really was. Uh, it was Frank Madden, who I think on Twitter, one of the uh, Bucks Twitter gods, uh, yep. talked about how uh, this reminded him of a game earlier in Washington where Giannis fouled out and then Chris just went off. Uh, it was even an overtime game as well. It just, this team rallies around things. They need something to fight for. And in this game, it seemed like Giannis going down. It woke up the rest of the team like, hey, we got to do it for Giannis sort of mentality. And they did. 
They really did. That's just, that's the impression that I got from this because we got we got some big contributions across the board. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that we had kind of noted in the last podcast, Dante DiVincenzo seems to have got his rhythm back. He's still not hitting threes. 0 for two tonight. He missed a uh, one of two clutch free throws. That little bit of a dubious possession there, but team high and plus minus. Dante adds ten points, five rebounds, two assists, one turnover, one steal, one block and shoots four for seven from the field, so four for five from within the arc. He was a positive contributor, and he really added a lot defensively, hounding players like Jimmy Butler and even Duncan Robinson. Though He, he made a big impact. That was, again, nice to see. It it was it was great to see. It looked like it looked like regular season Dante. It it looked like the player that we were getting so excited about, just like as a young player for the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, oh, maybe this kid can be good. You know? Can I set the scene a little bit for how I was reacting to those free throws? So, yeah. so uh, as I said on the last podcast, I'm currently moving. So today has just been a whirlwind. Uh, so. Uh, I had to I had to listen to this part on the radio, the clutch free throws, and <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm listening to Ted Davis and Zora Stevenson who are doing fantastic, uh, as always, yeah. and I'm just like I'm full on maybe having a mental breakdown about this game as it's going on. So like my girlfriend is in the car too, and I'm just like I'm screaming at the freaking radio, <laughs> just like how on earth is the muck. Is the buck season coming down to Dante DiVincenzo? <laughs> I'm just losing my mind as this is happening. And then he misses the first one. And I'm just like, oh, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you know, like, this is this is what happens. This, and then he made the second one. And I'm just like, just someone please win this game. I was like, Miami, if you're going to do it, just do it right now. <laughs> okay. I, was, I was not prepared for overtime either. And honestly... Actually, just I know you you didn't literally see this part. After the missed call on a foul on Jimmy Butler that cost the Heat possession a minute or so earlier, I was absolutely stunned. Dragic did not get the charge call on Dante for right or wrong. And I think it might have actually been a charge. I think Spo probably should have challenged it. It looked pretty good to me, but we all know. I mean, half the time it feels it's like it's hard to ch- overturn though. Yeah, half the time Wait, with no, the challenge you can't you can't challenge in the last two minutes, can you? I think you can. Can you? Is that a football thing? Uh, you can't thing? challenge a no call, but you because Spo did challenge later. He oh, challenged yeah, right. the the, right. the Lopez foul, but I I really thought you could challenge a no call. I thought that's why the like you like they're so limited. Like you can only get one, even if you get it right. I I thought for some reason I actually thought that I'm an idiot, but you can't. Um, but yeah, it, it it wasn't called that way, thankfully. And and Dante gets to the line and, and makes enough to set up an absolutely heroic Chris three that seals the game. I mean. This guy was tremendous, and and I'm, even in this game, not the most consistent performance. I mean, first half, Chris scores six points on three for eight shooting in 19 minutes, but the second half, he then pours in 21. I think, did all of those come in the third quarter? Or almost uh, all of them? Yeah, all of them did. Yeah, it was 0 for 6. Yeah, 0 for 6 in the point third quarter, which I think is a Bucks franchise playoff record for points in a quarter. Might um, be. Yeah, well, he plays 11 minutes and 54 seconds of that third quarter, and he goes and off. 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. And, and even though he misses all six of his shots, the Bucks win the quarter. He also he does dish four assists. He collects a steal. He doesn't turn the ball over at all. Somehow he doesn't even get to the line, which seems shocking. He's, but, he took over. He just took over as the primary option. Which, okay. He, let's, you know, it, bright side, not bright side, bright side. 
Look how well that works. Not Brightside. Why did it take this long to get here? Why did it take this long to get here, Rohan? Oh my goodness. Are you telling me good things happen if Chris plays all but, what, 30 seconds or six seconds and a half? It turns out, yes. The answer is yes. Even And this is something I've been thinking about for a while. Maybe Giannis can't play 44 minutes. Maybe he really can't. Maybe he does play too hard. Fine. Chris can. Chris has always been able to. And he, he was obviously totally gassed in the fourth quarter, but that's because by like the five-minute mark in that quarter, he had played more minutes than he had played in any game postseason game this season. Like, oh, frustrating stuff. But we, we did see adjustments. We did see adjustments in this game, and they made the difference, especially in the second half. I mean, again, we had a, a less than 30-second half for somebody. Kyle Corver plays 21 seconds in the second half. I'm, I'm really at the point now where with Dante coming on, Pat should be excised entirely. Marvin Williams has lost pretty much all of his minutes for whatever reason. He only plays six in the second half. And Wes Matthews, I, I don't know what Bud doesn't like about Wes Matthews. I think he wants one of Bledsoe or Hill out there for offense. But Wes Matthews plays just ten and a half minutes in the second half too. Luckily, Dante being out there and playing better defense and Eric Bledsoe playing better defense covered for Matthews not playing as much. That's a complicated thing. Um, but I think we have seen some adjustments, again, way, way, way too late, but some adjustments that clearly are working in the Bucks' favor from Coach Mike Budenholzer, including, including finally going under on Jimmy Butler's screens, which is something that had been called out on Twitter in the last few days and really should have been obvious from the jump with how streaky Butler has been as a shooter and honestly unwilling to shoot he's been, especially earlier in games. But we saw some adjustments, and you know, even without Giannis after those first 11 and a half minutes of his, I mean, they worked. The Bucks got a win. They did. They really did. They played like a team that was actually ready for a matchup, which is wild. This is game four. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, my God. It took you this long to get here. It's just... You could have done this earlier. No. Should have. Should have. <laughs> um, another encouraging sign, the Bucks oh. do not shoot well from deep, and Miami shoots pretty well. The Heat shoot 36% on 47 attempts. Jay Crowder. Every, the Bucks keep need to stop with letting Jay Crowder shoot, man. He did it 50% today. All 12 of his attempts were from three. He made six of them. Duncan Robinson also made six attempts. Bucks almost lost this game because they tried to use Pat Connaughton on Duncan Robinson for like three minutes, and Duncan Robinson hit two threes in less than two minutes. Like, yeah. Just can't do stuff like that. You just can't do stuff like that. There was Tyler still some Hero bad... hits three threes, and they're like oh. the biggest threes of his life. <laughs> the clutchest player of all time, especially because Crowder went cold late in the game. Yeah, the he Bucks also got still... hurt. Oh, Didn't yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, Chris Chris rolled under him. It looks like he tweaked. I don't think he ever went out, but yeah, he did. He did uh, hurt his ankle, uh, it seemed. I'm pre- he stayed in, though. Yeah, he definitely stayed in. Um, but... Still some, still some things to iron out, especially defensively um, and offensively, but I think the ball movement was a lot better today, which helped a lot. And I think we saw, like you said, honestly, a really poor game from Brooke Lopez, mostly. I mean, some timely shot-making late, but for a lot of this game, I didn't think he was particularly good. He plays 41 minutes and 40 seconds. Like, it's, I don't again, and this is with overtime, but still. what uh, Eric Bledsoe plays... 39 minutes, just just under 40 minutes. George Hill plays 36 minutes. Um, we, we finally saw the guys play, and it turns out that's a that's a good thing. Wild that they play a lot of minutes, and now they win. Yeah, it's, it's just, crazy it's how insane. that one works. Even without Giannis. Even without yeah. shooting that well. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
you have Chris play one second of what would be an entire 48-minute game, uh, given, like you said, overtime. And he puts up, uh, I don't think we read this, 36, yeah. 8, and uh, 8 and, wow, I can't talk right now. 8 <laughs> and 8. 36, 8 and 8 with four turnovers, which is a lot. But he also had two, two steals. steals. And yeah. he was also, like, you know, tasked with being the primary facilitator. So <laughs> those those sort of things happen. Yeah, it was a it was a big time. It Chris was big, game. Chris. Chris proving that he can be a, the guy, and he and Chris, he showed out. He showed out. He did. Chris proving that the Bucks need to just put his ball in his hands more and shut up a lot more in this. And, and I want to talk more about Chris, but it's just so nice that the Bucks can clearly count on him again. Just like folks, you've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, 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 and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. All you gotta do is open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on the way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. $5 off your order, zero delivery fees on that first order. All you gotta do is download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code BLUEWIRE. One last time, folks, promo code BLUEWIRE for 5% off your first order with DoorDash. And speak, it's today is Sunday, so Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. I think the NFL starts Thursday, so Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back very soon. It's the soon. last Sunday without the NFL for, I think, 22 weeks. We'll see on that one. But uh, with NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live out of market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFL Sunday Ticket.tv is your key to get the most glorious Sundays ever. All jokes aside, use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription and never miss a Sunday of football again. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Okay. We saw some good stuff strategically with Chris, too. And again, we're going to be banging our heads against the wall and saying why not earlier for on and off for the entirety of this podcast. But late in this game, I thought it was instructive. The Bucks were having him and George Hill alternate screening for each other. And George Hill needs to set better screens, but it worked really well when Chris set the screen because Jay Crowder, who is a good defender was guarding Chris Middleton while Goran Dragic was guarding George Hill. And whenever Middleton got Dragic on him, it was like butter. I mean, it was it was smooth sailing for Chris. More it's stuff the, like that yeah. would be great. I mean, it's the Heat the play bad defenders all the time. Yeah, yeah. It, It's the best way to attack a switching defense, which is Miami's, like, that's their strong suit. That's what they, that's what they pride themselves on, especially with Bam, because they can just switch him with anyone, right? Yeah. So if you're going against a switch-everything defense— and they're not like the Houston Rockets who have like every player can guard every single person uh, for some reason. Uh, but the the Heat aren't that. like Especially because you have to target their weak link, like you said, in Goran Dragic. If you can get Dragic on Chris Middleton, you can do that. You can do that literally every trip down the floor if you want to. And you can get a good shot by Chris Middleton. Literally every single time down the floor. It was nice to see them go to it a lot more. If anything, they might... Miami 
might try to adjust by getting like a pre-switch with like Jimmy or something, get mm-hmm. him off of Goran, but then you just have to hunt him down. You have to hunt down Dragic until they get him off the floor. And if you get him off the floor, you lose your primary ball handler. Yeah, Dragic or Duncan Robinson, who's like good but not great, especially like trying to handle switching actions, and especially Tyler Harrow, who as good as he is offensively, his tiny little T-Rex arms make it hard for him defensively. Unless he he's really good as a help defender, like he's really good at getting the ball, but as a primary defender on Chris, he's he's cooked as well. Um, so that was nice to see a lot more of that. Please going forward, please sir, may I have some more? I really want to talk about Eric Bledsoe, who. Up and down game. It seemed like people were pretty split on how he played. I think he did contribute some useful stuff. I mean, 14 points, a a team leading 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 turnovers. Rebounding is an issue for Milwaukee, by the way. They give up way too many offensive rebounds. Uh, But Bledsoe also had 1 block and 4 fouls. I think that that can be attributed to Giannis not being in the game. Yeah, I think some of it. But, like, Brooke played 41 minutes and got 5 rebounds. And after Giannis, I think after a certain point, you have to go... Maybe he's not just boxing out. Maybe he's just not grabbing enough boards, which I think I think was true. I think Brooks should not be third on the team in rebounding, which he was in this game. Tied with Dante DiVincenzo, who played 26 minutes. But I digress. And Brooke, Brooke plays a weird spot on defense sometimes, but not usually. Um, but Eric Bledsoe, the good. the Most of the stats I just said, he shot six for seven from within the arc, drew some key free throws, and hit two of them. The bad. 0 for six from deep, almost all on Pook. Pull up looks, excuse me. The Bucks as a whole shoot 31.4% pie from three, including Bledsoe. If you toss out his six attempts, the rest of the Bucks shoot a hair under 38%. So the rest of the team, and pretty much literally to a man except for Dante and Pat, who combined for 0 for 3, the rest of the team was making some threes. Wes was also only 1 for 4. But Bledsoe, just terrible. And I think at this point, for the rest of this series, you need to institute the old Jason Kidd Giannis rule for Bledsoe. No threes. Just don't shoot them. Like, literally, if you're going to go six for seven from within the arc, and his one miss, I'm pretty sure, was a jumper, um, just don't shoot jumpers. Like, just don't do it. If you can't get to the rim or draw contact and get the foul, just pass it off and do something else. Like, they need him. They definitely need him with the Giannis out. You can't just not play him. That's not an option. They just need him to be a lot smarter and not waste those six possessions, which, I mean, in this close of a game could have ended up being the difference between a win and a loss. Ty, I'm going to stop you a little bit. I'm a little concerned because over the last two podcasts, you've only had positive things to say about Jason Kidd. I didn't say it's normally a very bad rule, but in this specific circumstance, I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. (laughs) Uh, But no, I do agree. It's just, you got to limit it. I don't want to say maybe take it out completely because he, he usually won't shoot O of six on pull up threes. He'll at least hit like one or maybe two. Great. (laughs) Great. It's better than zero tie. It's better than zero. He'll shoot 14% instead of whatever percent. There we go. I mean, 14% is better than zero. You know, know, fair. So I think maybe not six, maybe like three, three or three or four. I'd be okay with that. If you go 0 for three, that's way better than 0 for six. If you go one for four, I'll take that. But I know I do agree with your general point that most of his shots need to come inside the paint. He needs. Yeah. At the at the rim. At the rim. He needs to do he needs to do what makes him like a really good NBA player in like in his offensive skill set, just get to the rim, get to the basket, try to attack the defense uh, so that you can not only uh, 
let shooters get more space, but you can also get easier baskets. You know, you can, if you're able to go and put it at the rim itself, why not just do that? You know, like simple terms. So yeah. if, if he, if he can do that on a more consistent basis, which he has been doing, like, like you said, he went six of seven from within, uh, within the arc. So if you do that, it's fantastic. Just limit those three point attempts, my guy. Like, come on. Come on. This like I'm pretty sure Eric Bledsoe has no concept of momentum whatsoever. You know? Just so many key moments where Eric Bledsoe is like the the famous meme, like it's, it's Eric, Eric Bledsoe, Bledsoe time. time. <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. I think oh, goodness. see the thing is if he hits one of those shots, it's just perfect. The thing is he never hits those shots. Never, never, <laughs> never. Least, literally never in this game. Yeah, I don't think he's hit like a three uh, when the Bucks are rolling in the entirety of this season. I might be wrong on that. Maybe he's hit like one, but I can't remember it. <laughs> All right, we got it. We're, we're reacting live to quotes again. This is oh, Kane no. asked Kane Pittman, friend of the pod, friend of every pod. Asked Bud about the forty-seven minutes for Chris. After his 35-36 ceiling comment, after literally the last game, this is Bud. Giannis is down. It's a game. Were the last ones not games? We got to win this. Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay, here's the the full quote. I'm obviously interjecting some of my own thoughts. Giannis is down. It's a game. We got to win this. Part of the reason you try to keep the guys fresh and you kind of do everything throughout the year is so when you need them this time of year, you can push them a little harder. Chris is very unique. He's got a way about him. He wanted to play. He asked to stay in the game, and we just rode him. We're going to need a lot of him in Game Five, bro. Is I, I want to go. I want to drive down to Orlando, and I want to throw hands. <laughs> <laughs> Every part of that, except for three words, Giannis is down. All of that applied earlier in the series. Yep. Like, <laughs> imminently frustrating quote. Imminently, imminently. Fr- like, I'm actually uh, like right they now. They didn't my realize hands it was real until Giannis went down. Oh my goodness, Mike! 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 Just, uh, I, you have no idea how upset I am right now. With I do because I'm I'm right there. I'm right there. But listen, we're optimists. This pod, um, Bledsoe is exploiting a real weakness on the Heat, and that is, I think Miami has four guys, so I consider as like very much plus defenders. And maybe I'm missing one. I might like quick off the top of my head. But there's Jimmy Butler, there's Andre Iguodala, there's Jay Crowder, and there's Bam Adebayo. So. Three of them are, are basically going to guard wings and bigger wings, really, like Giannis to Chris-sized players mostly. Jimmy can probably guard smaller guys, and he was guarding Chris. But And then Bam Adebayo is mostly going to guard. Brooke Lopez, now that Giannis is out, maybe some like Marvin Williams. Um, I don't think any of those guys is probably going to get regular time guarding Bledsoe. Maybe they do. I think the thing about it is they can't really play all four together without, I think, giving up a lot of spacing. I think Iguodala and Butler together and Bam – that's giving up a lot of that's really playing into Milwaukee's hands defensively. And the Bucks defense was great in this game. And I think that makes it a lot easier for them. So this is the thing I looked at before the series and thought would be really good for the Bucks. The Heat have a lot of guys, and Jay Crowder's been a much better he's much better than I thought. And again, I don't even know if he's gonna usually be this no, guy. It's, outside a, it's of only this gonna be series. now. It's only but, gonna be now. That's they, the but that's only way this now. goes for Milwaukee. They can't let him shoot anymore. He's just been too good. So I he, he's more of a two way player than I thought, but Igadala is not um, and, and Bam Adebayo is a two-way player, but again, not a shooter. So I think the Heat have to make some tough choices of like, you know, you play Harrow and get these crazy shots and same with Dragic. Those are guys who can get picked on defensively. They're smart defenders. They're good help defenders, but physically, like they're not going to be able to keep up with guys like Eric Bledsoe or Chris Middleton. So 
The Bucks need to continue taking advantage of those guys. They need to be more vigilant on Duncan Robinson, who made six threes in this game. Again, Pat can't just can't guard him, um, but it wasn't enough. And the Heat, we already see like some of these decisions playing out. Even when the Heat needed a bucket, they didn't put in Robinson until the very, very last second, which didn't even seem like it was supposed to be possible uh, of their of their last minute shot in uh, in regulation. So he's a guy who is not going to get a lot of clutch minutes unless it's literally a one shot thing. Um, yeah, it's the, the Heat. The Heat have to make those tough choices. The Bucks need to make it even harder on them by attacking these questionable defenders. And Bledsoe was able to do that when he drove. He just he can't he just can't take all these threes. I think I think the main takeaway from this game is that Milwaukee found out how they can win games. Obviously, that's easy to say because they won the game, but they found out the ways that they can attack Miami to really make them bleed. The question is, are they going to keep doing it? You know, that's honestly the question. That's why I get so frustrated about those Mike Budenholzer quotes because, like you just laid out, they have a blueprint to win these games, even without Giannis. Evidently. I mean, obviously, it's going to be much harder without Giannis, but there's yeah. ways that you can attack Miami's defense. It's just it's just a matter of can you actually do this? Like, did you do it on purpose? Or like, did you just look into it? I hope <laughs> they, they did it on purpose. You I know? mean, either way, they're here, and hopefully they realize that this is the way to go. So we have an update from Woj. After leaving Game 4, Giannis Antetokounmpo was encouraging the Bucks to tape up his right ankle and let him return but he couldn't plant or jump off the sprain per sources. Around the Bucks, many didn't expect he could play today. No one dares rule him out yet for Game 5. Love Giannis's spirit and energy, all that. Don't let him play. Don't no. let him play. I don't, I don't think... I mean, I, listen, maybe he miraculously heals. He is a miracle player. I, don't, I still don't think he probably should have played in this game. I mean, even if... I, I think that's what I want to end on if the Bucks really have a chance now. But even if they do... You don't want to compromise Giannis's long-term future. I already mentioned the Grant Hill thing. It's not as simple as just saying it's an ankle sprain. And there's other stuff in the legs that can be negatively affected by playing on a bad ankle, especially when you're as explosive as Giannis is. I mean, people keep making Luka Doncic comparisons. They're like entirely different realms of what they're doing with their bodies. I mean, Luka gets to the paint too, but you know he's not seven feet tall running through contact and dunking over guys. Like, he, it, it's a different level of, of like, it's strain, strain on the ankle. So I, I don't think he should play. I don't think he will play just based on how bad this one looked. And, again, there's only two days between games. We'll see. But quickly, I guess, before we end on, if the Bucks have a chance to make this a real series, what do you think about Giannis and the ankle? It's weird because we've seen in the past that Giannis has, like, the LeBron-like ability to just walk off, like, broken bones. Yeah, you know? and Kobe, too. Yeah, Kobe too. RIP. Um, yeah. But we just, we don't know. That was a lot of pain that we saw him in. And like you said, he can't eat, uh, like Woj uh, reported that he can't even like plant or jump off the sprain, which is, you know, probably bad and like it's a bad good. sign that you can't really play. <laughs> That's, is, this, is this medical advice from Rohan here? Yeah, this is not, this is not, I'm not certified in anything. Uh, okay. But. Yet. Yet. But. Yet. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, that seems bad to me. I'm also not certified. You don't even have to put it yet. I'm not going to get certified. But as a certified person with a brain, it's not good. No, but again, we have to see game five is on Tuesday at some time. It's on brand for me to not know. Uh, if it's during the day, I'm going to throw something, man. It's got to be at night. It can't be. It can't be at this point. It's got to be at least five. 
I think it was weird because this is a Sunday, so that's why it was at uh, two thirty. So it's at five thirty again. Oh, let's go. Okay, let's that's go. better. So yeah, five thirty p.m. Central, I believe, because I'm looking at this on Google. Yeah, so cool. five thirty p.m. will be another elimination game for the Bucks. I think no Giannis. Quickly here, I'm, unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a little time constrained here. I I I thought this was just going to be a season eulogy, and it's not. <sighs> Against all logic. And everything else, and I still don't think they win the series. They win Game Five. I think they have a chance to win the whole series. <laughs> I think there's a slim chance. I really do, and I think, I think, I think Game Five is a must-win for Miami because I think you don't want to, you you got to nip it in the bud now because, you know, I don't think he plays Game Five. Maybe Giannis is ready for Game Six or Game Seven, and I think. Like, it's just, it, people say momentum's not real, whatever. I don't know whatever math goes into some of these things or not. I think it is, and I think the Bucks really finally capitalized on it and didn't blow it. And then Chris playing the way he did, I think, really, really gave the Bucks a lot of momentum, even though it took overtime, gave the Bucks a lot of momentum going into game five. And I think if they win game five, I really think they're going to have a chance. It's not a big chance. No team's ever done it, and I'm still low on it, but... We saw some uh, adjustments that we needed to see. I'm sure Miami will adjust back a little bit, but I think you get to a certain point where there's only so much you can do strategic-wise, and I think the Bucks, if they keep playing this well, if they keep trusting their best players to play a lot of minutes, I think they're going to have a chance. It's it's like I don't the, think you're there. No, I, I think I'm there. It's just... Uh, I'm like Hawkeye in Endgame. It's just like, don't give me hope. You're murdering? No, no, no. <laughs> like, you know, he's like, don't do that. Don't give me hope. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> you know? I am too. I Against all odds, again, and logically, like, it, the the margin is so, so slim. Chris hey, really... They need, re- they need revenge on Jimmy Butler. Remember the last time Jimmy Butler was up 3-0 on Milwaukee? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brutal. they took it to game six. They did. And it won't be Bucks in six this time, but we might see our first ever Bucks in seven. Um, not first ever, but first ever in this era. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Chris is just going to have to be consistently that good, like every quarter. Like he had a great third quarter and a pretty good overtime. Without, without Giannis, Chris, he just has to be the guy. And he has to play like that. It's a lot it, it, of expectations. It's simple. But, it's simple. And. And to follow up, they need to put the ball in his hands and let him do that. And they did yeah. in, the, in the rest of this game, but they need to play like that the whole – don't get cute. Don't let Bledsoe shoot threes. Don't let some of these guys dribble. Um, but I don't know. It seems impossible. It probably is impossible. And the more I talk about it, the less I believe in it. But they did show something in this game that was good. So even if they do lose, I think I'll feel a little bit better. Um, we'll see. I, I think game five is really, really pivotal. I think the Heat are going to feel a lot of pressure if they lose that game. I think they're going to come out and play really hard. But I think the Bucks have a chance to make it a real series if they win that game, is what I'll say. I, I don't know if it is now. I think they obviously they need to win every game. But I, I think if, I, if they win that game, I'll start to look at it and go, you know, they bring back Giannis maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Do we want to put something on game five? Mm, not yet. Not yet. Okay, I think we I mean, both we won't think, be able to. I think we both spot. think Milwaukee is going to win anyway. So yeah, let's let's wait till after. Maybe we can figure something out after Game Five. Okay, that works. Uh, maybe I'm, we can even maybe we can even figure something out with. We'll figure out something with a Heat person. Maybe we are going to have a guest on at some point. We we had to move things around for today's weird roller coaster epic day, but 
we'll figure something out. Yeah, but we yeah. will. We always do. Uh, we but do. I'm excited but, to see. I'm excited to see the Bud Face. Uh, yeah, and Bud I'm Face also, coming soon. I'm also excited for Game Five, which you already said is Tuesday at 5:30, and we will hit you with another post-game pod after that. But for now, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We've been getting tons of great feedback from you guys recently, and it's just fantastic. Like, we love you all. Like, thank you for listening. Make sure you keep sharing with your family and friends. Leave a rating and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Check out all of the great content across the Blue Wire Network. Everyone is killing it right now. We're all in a flow. But before I let you go, I want to talk to you guys about Bet Online. As you guys already know, the NBA and NHL playoffs are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. Also, MLB season is pushing into the fall as it, continu- as it continues its season, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusion supply. See store or jcp.com for details.